0: This is a dude studios production,
1: and hey, I'm the dude. Hey, social media family, Corey Brim with Sugar and Bar, and you're listening to me on Hey Bartender podcast with Anthony. And you can find us on all podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, and coming soon, Hey Bartender podcast on YouTube. See you guys on the next take. <music>
0: Now, like I said, man, the, uh, this is just a video podcast, or I mean an audio podcast, there's not going to be any video. Oh
1: man, I thought we were recording this, alright, cool, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, so, um, but uh, anyways, uh, first, I'm just going to start start off by saying thank you for taking some time and volunteering to be on the show. Uh, uh, you sounded like you were really busy, so... Yeah, I'm, well,
1: not... not busy just you know events man just you know knocking out these events doing private events doing about like i said we're doing about 20 a week so um damn i don't have any event today yeah 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 it's crazy
0: (laughs) well welcome to hey bartender podcast uh so um really happy that you asked me on the show why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to everybody
1: all right hey everybody my name is anthony winkler
0: no, no, that's not, me. Just, <laughs> that's
1: <Corey Brim. laughs> My name is Corey Brim. I own a company called Sugar Rim Bar, man. We're a mobile event company. I've been in business for, I don't know, man, 12 years, 13 years, maybe a little bit longer than that. And uh, we do private events. We do corporate events, but our bread and butter is private events.
0: Well, before we get really get started on going on the show, uh, I sent you a message that I like to start every show with a drink special. Uh, just something to... Uh, something to sh- uh show off to everybody else uh it can be a drink that you uh, you made up on your own if you feel like sharing your personal recipes or just something that you uh, enjoy pouring
1: dude i'm'm I'm, I'm, I'm about to stop drinking <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting older man this is I't I had a good run man drinking for 30 years I did not had a good run <laughs> uh norm, normally when I normally honestly just very candidly my my drink is it's vodka with a lime. Like when I'm off, vodka lime. Like I, that, that, that's it.
0: Any particular vodka that you enjoy, or
1: um Tito's? I'm drinking Tito's. Mm-hmm. Tito's with a lime. Yep. So I went from I went from Tito's tonic to Tito's soda. Now it's just Tito's lime.
0: Cool. Okay. <laughs> so it's just straight. <laughs> uh, it's just straight up now. You don't go through any of the messy. <laughs> nope.
1: Just fresh lime juice, man.
0: That sounds cool.
1: And actually, just just I mean, like not even lime juice, just actual lime, like Cheetos squeezed lime. Mm-hmm. Give me two limes, I'm good, bro.
0: That's awesome. So, um, welcome to Hey Bartender Podcasts. Thank you so much for taking some time to be on the show. Um, I when I put that word out there that I'm looking for guests, um, oh, he's going to kill me. That I completely. Bravo, for- man. Chavo. Yeah. Uh,
1: Chavo, my man Chavo. yeah. Uh,
0: he put out a suggestion to you that, uh, you should be on the show. And so I had to hit you up as quick as I could.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. Great
0: show. Oh, thanks. Great concept. Um, so why don't we just, uh, start in the, uh, start in the very beginning now, before you started this, uh, uh, your traveling bartender business, uh, were, did you work in the service industry before that?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I worked at every bar, <laughs> restaurant. I was a server, uh, service bar. You know, I, you know, I ran head bartender, managed bars, bar manager. I bounced. I didn't I didn't bounce around like, cause you know, how, I mean, I worked a lot of jobs. Yeah. But, but it, you know, how some bartenders, they're there one week, gone next week. I was at I'd be at a bar for like a year, two years, three years, and then you know, just it's like it's like being in the NFL, man. I get cut, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> I know the feeling,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I and go to another team, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's kind of how it started.
0: About how old were you when you started in the service industry? Oh,
1: Jesus, man, I was probably so I'm forty seven now. Man, I was in my twenties, man. Yeah, in my twenties. Um, yeah, my first, my first, my very first, um job and hospitality, I mean, do you like, it's, so it started with, I worked at Chili's, you know, you know, I work at, you know, when we got the hot sizzling. Yeah. Where, where do you live? Where do you live?
0: I live in, uh, I live in Texas, uh, in West Texas. So.
1: Oh man, they got, they got Chili's down there. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. There There's one <laughs> in the middle of nowhere where I live. So
1: yeah, I worked at the Chili's man. That was my first uh, job. And I do, I made $75 cash brother. I thought that was, I mean, you couldn't tell me nothing, man. $75, like cold hard cash. I, I thought, I thought I was like, I thought that was it. I thought that was all the money in the world, man. Oh yeah. And, and I worked there and I worked there for like a year, two years. And then I um, ended up hanging out with somebody and I ended up hanging out with a, bad, with, a, with, a, with a bad server, bartender, whatever. And then I ended up getting fired because I was hanging out with them and, and drinking at night and I didn't make it to my shift the next day. And then I, and then I left there and I went to a place called Copeland's, which was a high end restaurant Mm. and dude, in one shift, I made 150 bucks. I was like, what was I doing at (laughs) (laughs) Chili?" And I thought $150, man, I was like, oh my God, I'm never leaving this job. Like I'm never leaving this place. Yeah. That's what I thought.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, When you get your first server job and you realize you get some take-home pay, uh, that that's a life changer for you. All of a sudden you, uh, you feel rich, don't you? You Yeah.
1: you got you when you have cash in your hand, it, it, it like, you know, and I, and I did other things before I had the server job. I, don't, I did auditing stuff. I always had money in my hand. But I was it was so I was like. um. I don't want to I don't want to like stroke my own ego and be like I was a natural, but I love people, man. And like I, I was like, oh, I could have fun and make money. <laughs> <For> me, <laughs> like there, there wasn't a lot of jobs back then where you could just be yourself. And, and have this bubbly personality and talk to people and laugh and joke and get paid for it. Yeah. Like, there, there was nothing like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's uh, the realization. It took me a long time when I first started uh, working in the service, in- service industry that I could be myself because I was working like sales jobs before that. And I, you know, a bunch of right. menial jobs and where you had to act a certain way, you had to represent the company in a certain way. But when I started bartending and or serving, I realized about sixty percent of the jokes that I told everybody I could tell. The other forty percent I had to <laughs> leave at home.
2: But <laughs> right, right.
0: But uh, being able to be yourself and joke around with people and uh, that was a real life changer because I started in the service industry. Not like you. It sounded like that you were this. This was like an epiphany for you. Like this is great. I can talk to people, have fun. But me, it was more of an exercise on. Getting over introvertedness, so yeah, kind of like this podcast. And one,
1: one of the other things that for me was, um, so so, you know, like in the industry, right, dude, you work a double straight through, no break, you're making two hundred bucks. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Right, and I mean this is it's been this it's been the same. I mean, I don't know about right now in the pandemic and all that kind of craziness, but traditionally, this business is you work a double, you make a you're making two hundred bucks. So I would work three or four doubles in a row, right? So I would make like eight hundred dollars. Dude, there was there was no legal way that I could have pulled in eight hundred dollars in four days. You know what I'm saying? So remember, like when your rent was due, and you picked up shifts. Yeah. <laughs> because like, <laughs> you you made all your rent money in three days. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was no business like this. And then I remember one month, like when I had that thought, I was like, you know, I can make one hundred, two hundred dollars every day. What if I, what if I did thirty doubles and, you know, what if I did a month of doubles, and and one month. I did it, man. And I had like, I had like this shoebox full of money, man. I, it felt real drug dealerish. You know, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I would go to the bank and I was like, this lady either thinks I'm a drug dealer or a stripper. There's no way that I'm coming in here with all this wads of cash and it's ones, five, twenties. You know, you didn't, I didn't have a hundred, bunch of hundreds back then, but there's no way that she thought that I was like, a waiter, a bartender. It's like, she got to think that I'm a
0: drug dealer. There's that paranoia whenever you take your tips in for the week or the day or something like that, that no way they're going to think this is honest. Or you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, even uh, the female servers that I used, to, uh, servers and bartenders that I used to work with, they were like, I don't go to the bank. It, it stays home. Uh, <laughs> and then they get nervous about going to the store, paying for their groceries all in ones and... <laughs> Get self conscious yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I started bartending, man. I went from that to um, to bartending. Uh, there was a um, a guy that was training. I was I was a server. He was a trainer from another place, and he's like, dude, you make an awesome bartender. And the one thing, and now this was, God, man, this is guy, man, it's so long ago. The one thing, there were there were key pivotal people on my on my journey that helped me. Like the first guy when I got that job at Chili's, there was a guy named um, Jimmy Flowers. I'll never forget him. He trained me how to be a server. And this was like old school, bro. This is like there's no, there's no YouTube, there's no internet, yeah. there's no Facebook. You know what I mean? He taught me like customer service, like for, and this is at Chili's. You know what I'm saying? Like he taught me like straight up how to treat people. And I always, and I'm, I'm friends with him to this day. I always credit him because if he never gave me that foundation, I really don't think I would, you know, because service is really where it's at. I mean that's you know, you know whatever, whatever we talk about um, services with what we hang our hat on. Right. And that opened so many doors for me. And then there was this guy that, um, saw I was a server. He saw me being a server. He's like, dude, you make an awesome bartender. And then that guy also told me, he's like, he said, listen, um, don't ever become a bartender. He said, always be a server. You're going to be a bartender. But he said, always treat people the same way you're treating people as a server. Okay. I because bartenders have this, complex. You know what I'm saying? They like <laughs> got the God complex. Like, you know, no one can make a drink better than me. I'm, you know, I'm the everything and they have that thing, which is cool. But he said, if you, you'll go so much further, if you look at it, just like you're looking at it like a server for serving the drinks instead of the food. And that's something that always stuck with me. So I never, I never became the, uh, and, and I don't, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but I never became the mixologist. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I was hate that there. term personally. <laughs> Is, are you a mixologist? I'm a damn bartender. What the hell? I'm a bartender,
1: man. <laughs> yeah, we want to drink. <laughs> and
0: right. I was making more money selling
1: vodka cranberries instead of, you know, St. Germain, elderflower, whatever, picking some leaf off a mountain in Japan.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm
1: like, yeah, you know, margarita cool got
0: it yeah. yeah i have no problem with these people that uh, say they're mixologists and their presentation sure. of the pictures that they put up on instagram or something like that they're beautiful looking drinks but it, uh i used to work in a higher speed bar and i'm like i wouldn't have no time to make that
2: ever none, none, none.
1: <laughs> none, none. <laughs> and how
0: often do you keep things like passion fruit in your well you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly
0: but uh that's cool that that's that's awesome advice uh to you know remember that you're a server uh to go behind the bar that i bet that made a huge difference
1: it's it it has literally served me well all of all these years man um one of the one of the great things that i think a lot of our clients um really respect for us is that even when we do their events we treat them, you know, I'm not, and I'm not just saying because I own the company, <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't teach passion. You can't teach integrity. Like, you really have to have a love for people um, to do this business, man. And the one, the greatest thing that I really love about the bartending business is, dude, no matter who you are, right, you can say that you love people and you can say that I can mix drinks and you can say all of that, but you got to get behind that bar and you got to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is the one thing in life that like, I mean, you can you can almost get away because like, you could sort of hide, even if you were a chef, You can kind of hide your skills in the food. You can't hide it in bartending. Like you got to make the drink. Yeah. You got to make it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know.
0: Uh, While you were bartending, though, um, uh, you got to know your customers really well. You got to. uh, You did you learn the drinks as you went as a bartender, or did you uh, uh, did you pick it just watch the bartender as you were serving? Uh, How did most of that? I don't,
1: you know what? That's a, that's a pretty great question, man. How did I learn to drink? I, well, first of all, I was drinking. So. Oh, well, that helps. <laughs> you know, I was I was drinking a lot, so that was that. And then, uh, yeah. Um, so one of my jobs that I worked at, I worked at the Cheesecake Factory. You ever work at the Cheesecake Factory? Never did. Bruh, you ever seen the menu on the Cheesecake Factory?
0: Yes, I have.
1: <laughs> I had to know. I had to know all of that.
0: Uh, all the Inside, food and drinks and everything.
1: Everything, the uh, cheesecakes, the food, everything, bro. The cheesecakes everything. alone
0: would give me a headache. Just to try to <laughs> learn all of those.
1: <laughs> yeah, I crammed all that stuff in my head, man. And then, when, and then at the cheesecake factory, man, that was another one of those places where um, I worked six days a week. I mean, I loved, I love the cheesecake factory. It was great. The people were great. The food was great. It was a great atmosphere. Um, but, but I learned you learn those drinks, you learn them quick, man. And you know, because you're making, dude. You know how many strawberry mojitos you make at the Cheesecake Factory You know how many pineapple watermelon mojitos you make every day? <laughs> no. Thousand. Really? <laughs> a, a, a bruh. It, it, everybody's drinking at the Cheesecake Factory. Now, uh, uh, but I but I learned a lot of I learned a lot of drinks there. Um I also worked at um, you know, uh I don't I mean, it just I was I would I was always working. I was always working, man. I was working. I was one of those you know, I wasn't that kind of bartender where um I'd I'd work two days on, two days off, Bro, I worked six days a week because yeah. it it's the money you can't i took sun i didn't work Sundays. sundays was my day i didn't work Sundays. i didn't care where i worked at i had sundays off
0: mm-hmm.
1: so but, but i worked monday through saturday
0: but you're you like me were uh in in our 20s when we were uh when we were bartending and so we felt we were invincible we had the energy we had the drive to work as much I as could possible
1: work, i could work a double straight i could work a double straight through run in the back, eat a, che- wolf down a cheeseburger in three seconds, jump back out and be behind the bar, work the entire shift, close the bar, count the drawers down, restock, go to the bar afterward. Cause you know, we all did that, right? Go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> go yeah. out afterwards, get hammered, you know, make two, 300, give my friend 150, 200 because my bill was two bucks. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, it was just this never ending cycle man like every day and it was every day and and and, it, and it's almost like uh you know how like a shark is in the water like as long as I'm swimming man I'm still alive. Yeah. The moment I stop <laughs> the moment I stop swimming is when I'm dead in the water.
0: Yeah, my uh first time I did a double was I just started at a bar and they just fired their other two bartenders because they were dealing weed behind the bar. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> but uh
1: it's the, another podcast.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was, but that was 1999. You know, uh, in Oregon, it, that that was still a big deal back then. But uh, uh, brother, so, you
1: haven't you haven't lived life until you sold weed behind a bar in Oregon. That is a, <laughs> that is a story <laughs> in <there> somewhere.
0: <laughs> but they got rid of both of their bartenders, and I was supposed to be the relief bartender. And so all of a sudden, they came up to me and uh, they said they had, gave me the morning shift and then they were going to give the night bar shift to another server who said i can't do that tonight can you get anthony to do it and they're like he's already here and <laughs> they they're like can you ask him and i was like yeah i'll do it i'm here why not and uh i i was wearing my um uh probably the most uncomfortable boots that night uh in order to oh, do a wow. to do a double wow. shift but <laughs> It,
1: yeah, you still remember that pain, right? Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. But I, ref- uh, I like, I liked wearing, uh, like, uh, uh, old combat boots or something like that back then. Of course it was late nineties, grunge era. Yeah. But, uh, it didn't occur to me to wear tennis shoes.
1: <laughs> you had the Mohawk too back then? No,
0: no. I looked as plain, <laughs> as, uh, plain as I do today, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I I'd, I'd done those double shifts or come in at weird hours. That yeah, uh, you sounds like you were probably the uh, first guy that the manager would call if somebody called in sick.
1: Oh, well, I was already there. So and oh. then, and then most of the places where I worked, I ended up uh, you know like I said, I ended up being like the head bartender, bar manager, doing schedules, coming in doing restock, you know, coming in on my day off to you know do uh, inventory because you know back then. You know, we didn't have, dude, there wasn't no, there was no, um, there was no electronic liquor. You had to come in and count bottles, you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Literally, like, looked at, you had to look at all those bottles and be like, five, <laughs> seven. <laughs> you but, know?
0: So. Well, things, uh, things like that back, uh, when I was bartending, I mean, uh, like I told you, I started bartending in 1999 and, or wow. 90, technically 98, but, uh, when I was working in a Honest to God bar, because before it was a, um, a banquet uh mm-hmm. for banquets and stuff like that they counted all the shots uh you know they estimated how many shots were poured out of that bottle that was kind of annoying but when they started integrating bubble pours that pissed me off did, <laughs> you, did you did you work with those or do you work with those
1: i i do not work with those <laughs> i i mean I, I i've come across them in the past but luckily for me we had we just had regular speed pours man i yeah, I, I wasn't I know, but also remember, like I was telling you, like when I did work at Cheese Factory, man, they ha- they taught us how to, um, we had to, you know, we had to test every shift. Every shift when we came on, we had to, we had to um, we had to do poor tests, left hand and right hand. Mm. And we and we couldn't start our shift until we passed the poor test. Really? Every shift. Yeah, bro.
0: Uh, make sure you yeah. can pour a, a shot with two, one two hand. Two
1: ounces, one and a quarter, whatever. You, you, you had to do a test. And you had to do a left hand and right hand.
0: Really? I've never heard of that. Uh, yeah uh, that's that's interesting uh, before every shift every shift Well, just just in case you are a little shaky that morning or <laughs>
1: i don't know but i mean it was great but you know looking back over it now it didn't, it didn't bother me i knew how to do it or whatever but looking back over it now but and that's why and so i took a lot of the things from these places where i worked and i worked at some bad places too yeah, but sure so <laughs> i took a lot of the things that i that i learned from the um good places and then I implemented a lot of that into you know, I folded it into my business. Now, I don't I don't require that we do, poor tests at every event because I'm not there mm. um, at every event. But I, I took a lot of that good stuff and um and I and I and I use it in my cup. I use it in my business today.
0: Well, that yeah, you got to take the bad, uh, leave the bad, and take the good, and add that into your own personal thing, and yep. that I
1: put my twist on it.
0: Yeah, they, that makes it yours. Now yep. uh, your business. Uh, what's it called again? Sugar rim bar. Sure. Hashtag sugar rim bar. Okay. Everybody remember that. <laughs> um, now when did this concept come up for you? Cause you said you've been doing this for 12 years.
1: Yeah. So the, the la- so uh, right before I started this, I was, I was, I was bouncing around between two or three bars. Right. So I was, I was working at one bar. I was, I had just started at another bar. And then I kind of like was moonlighting at another bar at night. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: And then, and then, uh, and then, so ironically, you know, universe, right? Cause you always talk about these crazy times that happen in our lives. Ironically, I served a girl. Um, so I was at the cheesecake factory making a, you know, it was, it was home. I was making money. I ended up serving a girl a drink and I gave it to her for free, which I shouldn't have did, but I was flirting. Mm. And I never did it. I I do. I'm not even lying. I'm not making it up because I'm on your pocket. I never gave away free drinks and stuff like that. But she, man, she was so cute. She was so cute. (laughs) (laughs) And I gave her a drink. And of course, you know, the eye in the sky caught it caught me doing it. And they and they let me go. But they did. They let me go. And they said that I could always come back. Right, you know, they left it open to saying that if I ever wanted to come back and work there, I could come back again.
0: They just let you go for one indiscretion like that. Yeah,
1: you can't. Yeah, you can't be giving away drinks. (laughs) I mean, be giving away free drinks.
0: Give it. Give. I would at least give uh, as a manager, giving you, you know, pay for the drink, and then it's all over. Uh
1: -uh. No, bro. No, they didn't have that. They didn't have that. There was no no bar tab. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have no behind the bar. Nope. 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 You can't give away the drink.
0: Now, Um, where are you from? Where where are you from anyway? (laughs)
1: From um, so I grew up in Alexandria, Virginia, and Fort Washington, Maryland. So Maryland, Maryland, and Virginia.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Right please. in the
1: DC area. And then, uh, and then I went to another bar, and uh, the thing with this other bar was, um, it was a great bar, but dude, every single day, like there was no day that went by, they would always tell me that, like the the thing that I'll never forget is they always told me because okay, so. I was at the bar laughing, joking, having a good time. So my bar was separate from the restaurant. Like mm-hmm. like literally, if you're at my bar, I, we serve food and everything at the bar, but it was completely separate from the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like you had to go around a wall to go to so they would always tell me, This is a restaurant with a bar. It's not a bar with a restaurant. And I was like, What do you mean? And what they were saying to me was, You you you're doing your own thing up here, right? right. Like you you need to you need to like relax, stop being so over the top. Stop being so happy <laughs> and making all these, you know. Because and and then and that place. I so when I was at the other place, I didn't work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at this place. I worked um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at that place. So if I came by there on a, a, a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it was dead. I'm talking about dead, dead. Yeah. dead. And so when I was there, packed, packed, full, packed, right. And so and so they 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 were all, they would every day they would let me know that this isn't your this is not your place. And I'm like I'm not trying to. I don't want it to be my place. I'm just, you know, it's my shift. Like I own the shift. And, um, and, and, uh, Were they complaining they, about they,
0: your, were they complaining about your clientele or?
1: No, 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 no. It was just that I was like, I was so like, I was really like just that bubble, that, that jovial, happy, how you do. I was high fiving people yeah. and, it, and it wasn't a five-star restaurant, but, but, but you know how I was just too, I was too happy. <laughs> I was I was too happy,
0: man. I wouldn't see anything wrong with that in a bartender, but,
1: bro, man, well, people do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> people, people do, people do, and uh, and 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 then and then I do. You know, I know you may not know me, but I do have, I do, I am a little cocky, right? I got a little arrogance. I'm a little Kanye ish. You know, what I'm saying? I got a little Kanye <laughs> in me, right? And 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 when you buck against authority, the, so the kind of thing I guess for some bartenders, especially me, is that you know how you work for a manager or whatever, and they now they can fire you. Okay, here's, a, here's an example. They'll come back to you and say, hey, Table 23 didn't like the Long Island iced tea. And you're like, okay, well, what, what was wrong with it? Was it too strong, too weak? What, you know, tell me. They can't tell you because they don't know how to make a drink. Right. But they can fire you because you're not making a drink right. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, what's wrong with the drink? Like, if I make another one, I'm going to make it the exact same way. Tell me what I need to do to make. And they just have that sort of bravado, like, figure it out. I'm like, okay, okay whatever. And then, you know, so so when you start getting that when you start bumping heads with the you know with the I mean every bartender probably I, mean, I don't know if every bartender but most bartenders with great personalities you start bumping heads with the management dude they're gonna find a way to get you out of there yeah you know that, what I mean
0: that's every job yeah <laughs> yeah
1: every job and then and then one day they pull me into the office and 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 ironically the crazy thing about so around this time this is around two thousand eight ish or whatever somewhere around there I think maybe like the stock market is getting ready to crash. <laughs> all that, you know, all that. And so when they fired me, I went to another bar um, around the corner and place was dope. But dude, they closed at two. We didn't get out until 6am because we stayed drinking every night.
0: Uh, when I say yes. every night,
1: every night, bro. Every night. Take we party every night.
0: Take advantage of those shifters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I would come out and the sun would be up uh, and then, and then just, that was, and that was like spiraling. So not only that, you know, the market's crashing. I don't have no money. I'm blowing my money every night. And and it's just, my life was just spiraling out of control. And then, um then one night from there, the manager came over to me and he, and he, and he let me go. I don't even know why he fired me. Mm-hmm. I still t- like, I don't even know why he let me go. He, he, he's like, it's not working out here. And when I, when I lost that, that was the last place I ever worked. And I swore from that, well, not, not when I got fired, but once I got myself together and out of depression and all that kind of stuff, I swore that I was, I swore that I was never going to work for anyone else ever again. And then I had these ideas. I love the business, but I I did not want to go back into the restaurant business, man. I got tired of the BS. I got tired of the, um, of the managers. I got tired. Every time a manager would come down from New York or whatever, everyone's running around all crazy. Like, Oh my God, Anthony's coming. (laughs) Like, so what? (laughs) So what? Right. (laughs) Uh, so so I thought about what I could do. And um, and, and I called all my friends. I said, hey, listen, guys, if you're ever having a party, um, give me a call and I'll come bartending your party. Look, I'll even I'll bring some alcohol. I'll bring the juices, whatever. I you know, I was just trying to get some traction to um get, you know, to get something going. It, and, and and I didn't really know what it was. I mean, I kind of had an idea. I just I just knew that I didn't want to go back to inside of a restaurant. And of course, none, none of my friends called me. They didn't call me. None of, none of them. None yeah. at all. Um, like a couple did, like a few did, but you know, in the beginning, like even like even when you're doing the podcast, nobody sees the vision, right? They don't they don't understand that you're going to be interviewing Gary Vee one day. They don't know that, you <laughs> know what I mean? They just they just think you're just they think you're in your garage, you know, with a tape recorder, podcasting. They don't they don't they don't see the full thing. But in the beginning, I knew that I had something, and right. I knew that oh, I went back to my roots. Right? I knew that if I served people, right, if I treated them like they like they gave me a million dollars, if I over delivered on service. If I gave them a fair price, dude, I'm from the street, man. That's a good deal any day. Yeah. And 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 all I and all I had to do was I'm going to I'm going to take a bunch of L's. right? I'm going to get punched in the face a lot, <laughs> but there but if I keep putting in that work, it's got to I can't do this level of commitment and work and it not turn. There's got to be a turning point. Whether it takes a year or 5 years, if I work every single day and take no days off, there's no way you're going to sit and tell me mathematically that I can't win. Mhm and start winning
0: <laughs> as long as you keep at it if it's your passion as long as you keep at it the everything will start coming to you that was uh mm-hmm. that was advice that i got from a, another podcaster when i was first starting out this show and he says just keep at it and eventually people will come at you
1: consistency man it's consistency yeah. look at the, the the thing about it is when, when i cut when you break it down it's like a you no know, similar to baseball you just gotta get on base that's it the runs will come like you like if you keep getting on base you're gonna go from first to second to third to home you just just keep getting a man on base every once in a while you get a grand slam every once in a while you knock it out the park that that's that's dope but that ain't gonna be every day Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you're gonna get foul balls you're gonna get sliders but you your goal is just get on base you know what i'm saying and that's all i did every day man i just got on base every day and i just moved just one little foot in front of the other i just kept advancing 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 and then sometimes i stepped into the plate and man, I, I knocked that shit out of the park, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now let's uh, let's go into uh, like when you first decided, okay, I want to be a private bartender. I want to go to people's parties. And right uh, for some people that may be thinking about that because uh, some people didn't go back to work after uh, after the quarantine got sort of lifted, bef- and maybe before the quarantine gets back. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Hey listen, I hope this doesn't age
0: well.
1: <laughs> I don't want to go back down on lockdown.
0: No, I don't either, really. Uh but uh when when you first start out, you somebody says, calls you up and gives you your first party to go to the bartend. Yep. Um yep. do you expect them to uh now somebody I don't I don't think it was Chavo, it was uh somebody else. He's uh he said he expects these people to bring the alcohol and he'll pour it for them because he has the license. They don't have the license, but um, but then there was uh, another bartender or traveling bartender I talked to that had his cases or you know his milk cartons full of bottles and he'd bring them into the party and charge accordingly by how much gets used. Now your first, your very first party, did you invest the money and buy? Like well, uh well liquors, or did you get some top shelf liquors just for fun? Or Brother,
1: my first party was my was my mother in law.
0: Ah, okay.
1: <laughs> the first, the very first party I ever did was my mother in law. She she used to have um. Uh, she every summer she would do an event, and I and she knew I was doing this. And bro, we grabbed the we grabbed the liquor out of her thing. And I, I, you know, and so here's here's a couple of things that's crazy. Even though I had bartended at all these places, but when I and in any bartender that's listening to this, when you leave those places, those restaurants, bro, I didn't even have a wine key. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a bottle opener because we don't think you don't think I don't have a bar mat. I don't have a napkin holder. You're working in these restaurants every day. These liquor sponsor people, whoever distributors, they come by every day. They give you T-shirts, napkin holders, Bev naps. Yeah. And you know what we do? We, we don't, even, we, we throw them away. I didn't have a photo. I worked at 20 different restaurants. I didn't have one photo of me behind the bar. Yeah. None. Yeah. Cause, cause you're not thinking, <laughs> you're not thinking. <laughs> had I been thinking I would have been taking photos of myself behind the bar. I would have grabbed them when they came in with them, with them 20 bar mats. I would have grabbed two of them and threw them in my car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, but I wasn't, wasn't thinking. So my first party, I had nothing. I had nothing. I took the wine key, out of my mom's um my mother-in-law's drawer and she had like a um i don't even know what it was man it was probably like a i don't even know it was like a walmart shaker you know you know how you get the cheap they're they're, they're metal silver tins but when you shake them they get tighter and tighter and tighter yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> She had one of those cheap ones them cheap ones and you have to like smack it against the, <laughs> yeah against something to get it open and it still don't get open yeah she had one of those man and then um but but uh, but even in the beginning, even in the very beginning, so when you're just starting off and you're just you know trying to get in this thing, I think a lot of people just overthink it. Right. They want to get everything right. They want to. And I'm, and I'm not trying to. Tell, I will never, ever come out of my mouth and tell anybody to do anything illegal. I will never say that. But in the beginning, but I didn't have anything. Mm. I, 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 didn't get, I didn't have a tax ID and, and, and tips training. And I didn't have not. Look, I did parties for ninety nine dollars, man. There was no cash app. There was no you PayPal me. Yeah. I, it was 99 bucks cash.
0: Yeah. Under the table, you know, whatever. Mm-mm. Under
1: the table. I could I didn't have, I had no, I had nothing. I didn't have business cards. I didn't have a hat. didn't have a website. I had nothing. Mm. So, so how am I, I, can't pay taxes on, I'm not making, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making anything. And I did that for probably, I did that for about a year or maybe two years. And, uh, and I was just doing, I was, I was on Craigslist because back then Craigslist wasn't what it is today. It was still, it was still, it was still shaky and sleazy, yeah. but you know <laughs> uh, you, could, you could you could get you could, uh, you could you could uh you could get events from Craigslist, and I did parties for ninety nine dollars, and then I built that up, and then uh, there was, um the, uh, uh, a company called me, and they wanted me to do their holiday party, and um they and then by the time I totaled out everything everything that I needed, um it was going to be ten thousand dollars, so they were like who who should we make the checkout to? Now I had been saying that I was Sugar Bar. No tax ID, no nothing. If you paid me with a check, it was Corey Brim. And I was like, oh, just make that out to Corey Brim. The HR lady looked at me like like I had nine heads. Yeah, She was like, sir, excuse me? I said, yeah, yeah, just make it out to me, Corey Brim. She said, I cannot. She said, you need to give me a W-9. I need your tax ID number. I said, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, make it out to Sugar Rim Bar. I'll send it to you. Dude, I left her I left her place, went straight down to the um, the, the, the tax office, because every city, municipality, wherever you work, I got my business ID. I left. I left there. I went to the bank and got my checking account. <laughs> that ten. That ten thousand dollar check is what really launched me as a as a like a legitimate business. Yeah. Because up until then, I, I didn't have no money. I was doing you know, I was ninety nine bucks, man, and, and tips. I was ninety nine dollars in tips.
0: It so, it so it sounded like you kind of learned it as you go. Uh, yes. I mean, this was yeah. early days of social media. So the groups on social media about traveling bartenders and all that stuff Where, cause I, th- I think it was Chava that uh, told me that you guys kind of all communicate with each other and say, hey, there's a job over here. There's a job over there. Uh, that so, probably would have been useful for you back then.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so, so another pivotal point in my business is I met this guy named Dave and Dave was working with the company. I was, I was just a bartender, right? I was just doing parties. I was a bartender. It was, I didn't have, again, I still had nothing, right? Mm-hmm. I still had nothing. But I met this guy named Dave, and he worked for a company. and i And I don't want to necessarily say that I'm putting his financials out there, but the the business that Dave worked, they made millions of dollars doing what I did, right? But they what they they had everything, man. They had the trucks and the tables and the chairs and I mean, anything you could think of, they had it. And Dave, when I met him, even from the very first moment I met him, he helped me so much, and it was it was something completely different that I did not see in the bartending world. Like okay, you're in Texas, right? Yeah. And I'd be like, hey Anthony, where'd you get that microphone? He'd be like, oh, this microphone, oh man, I you know I picked it up on at a yard sale. Like nobody wanted to give anybody any information, yeah. right, <laughs> Or anything, because everyone's so like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna steal my customers. Not Dave, man. Dave, he helped me. He he and, and I didn't I didn't I wasn't trying to learn his secrets. I just didn't I didn't know anything. So any questions that I would have, he would ask me. And it used to it used to like my my it used to bother me. I, and like and so, like Chavo. So I'm getting to what Chavo was bringing up. It used to bother me that these bartenders weren't helping each other. Mm-hmm. And I and I I would look out across the country, and it wasn't connected. Like there was again, there was no Facebook groups and nothing like that. And so you know, I ran into Chavo. I was like, bro, why don't we just like just help each other, man? Like you're in Cali, I'm in DC. We're never gonna. I'm not gonna steal your customers. And and people just don't even realize. Like I can't do every event. So any resource, anything that I have, just ask me. Anything that I need from you. I'll just ask you, and then we just started doing that, and it's been like that. And I, but but going back to Dave, I learned that from Dave. And one of the things that Dave taught me was, dude, if you want to get to where you want to get to in life, you got to help other people. Right. It's like you're not you're not going to get there alone. And 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 I and again, those um, like those other things that I talk about, there have just been key pivotal things that people gave me that I that I that I absorbed within my DNA, and now and now it's in the fabric of my business.
0: Right. It's uh, kind of kind of the same thing for me because when I first started this podcast, I thought it was just going to be all my bartending stories. I was just going to tell us right. tell a story every episode of something that happened to me, and even I got bored with that for a while. <laughs> but uh, but then it became a a really great idea. Bring other bartenders on. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that, and let them
1: share their story, man.
0: Yeah, and it, it's been well, their journey. Yeah, it's been fun as hell. I mean, get to meet you and get to meet all these other people and uh all these other and some of you guys have been nice enough to say, listen, I was on this podcast the other day, he needs guests, he's pretty cool. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah. you guys uh you guys actually are very generous and I appreciate that from you guys. So as you're as you're getting started and you've got your uh business license and obviously you started to grow. Now, uh, you said that you tend to do about twenty. As of right now, you do about twenty events a week. And
1: I've been booked. I've been booked every weekend since I started.
0: It do you? Uh, do you have other crews that you send out there?
1: I got a hundred people, brother. I got like I got the Verizon network behind me, my friend.
0: Wow, you've actually sure. built an empire.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because I can't. Um, As I, as I, this may not be the exact answer, but in the beginning, like if you look at photos of me, like when, you know, when I had my, when I was all young and sexy, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) I love bartending, right? As I've gotten older, it's just, I don't want to make no more drinks. And and look, I know this is, Hey, bartender, I know we're in the bartender world, but bro, when I started seeing the other side of this, when I started seeing the, we're in a billion, we're in a multi-billion dollar industry. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't need to swing no more drinks, (laughs) right? There are so many people out there. They want to go out there. They 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 want to make their money in the tip jar. I did that already. Mm-hmm. I've done it. You know, i you know my business is a multiple six figure business. You know, it's always been a six figure business. Even when I struggled for the first couple of years, but once I cracked that six figures, it was no looking back. Yeah. And then and then I then I started then I started looking at companies like you know how did Google become Google? How did Microsoft? How did all? How did Tesla become Tesla? You know, how how do these great companies go from good to great? How do they launch into these million-dollar companies? And you start looking around, and they got a team.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: not not only do they have – that ain't the answer. So whoever's listening to this – Well, team is very important. They got a team. Uh, Team is very
0: important. I mean –
1: it is, but you, you got to get the right people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to um, believe in those people. You have to allow those people to make some mistakes. You know, now now you can't allow them to like sink the company, right. but everybody, everything ain't going to be perfect, right? You're going to, you're going to make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes. Are you man or woman enough? To, so, so for like, for my company, I land on the sword for everything. Let's say you're it's your birthday party and I send a bartender and they just, I mean, they screw up. They, they drinking behind the bar. He's kissing your wife. Uh, you know, he he, he he put your rabbit in the in the boiling water, all that. Right. I'm now, not going to did say any that of that, that actually happen. <laughs> no, 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 we can, hey, look, we can trade some stories now. I can say some stories, <laughs> but I'm not going to I'm not going to blame that on that bartender. That was my. It, so when I call you, Anthony, I apologize. I'm not apologizing for the bartender. I apologize because at the end of the day, that stops at my desk. Mm. It was my fault for sending that person to your event. I should have known better. I can't control everything but i just feel like people say if you own you know we live in this society now if i make excuses and i backtrack and try to be slick about it then they, people are going to know that but if i own up to it and i and i'm an atonement and i say hey listen and and now i'm at that point um now where like if if your event is messed up if i mean if we really we don't mess up i mean i can count on less than one hand how many times we've messed up i can refund you your money back I'm not giving nobody their money back, Anthony, but I'm in a position now <laughs> where I can do that. And in the beginning, you can't do that because you can't afford. You can't afford to do it. I can afford to do it now. Yeah. So you know. uh,
0: am I answering your questions, man? Yeah. Yeah. You're doing great, dude. <laughs> um, now uh, now that you're uh, higher up where you're not uh, busy pouring drinks, you're handling the business side of things. Uh do you ever do the thing where you do like spot checks, show up with a clipboard at an event and watch your <laughs> I don't
1: I don't show up with a clipboard but I do uh, I still um, I I still still go by and touch some of my events. Um, and that's not to that's not to check up on the bartender so much. It's more just a quality control thing. Um, it's very it's very hard it's very hard to allow someone to go and represent you, and you're not there. How do you know if they set the bar up the right way? How do you know if the guest is, ha- if the client is happy? How do you know if, you know, if they got the right uniform on? Just because they're telling you, just because they sent you, I don't see how many times a person has sent me a photo of the uniform, but then when I go to the event, they got the sleeves rolled up, they didn't, they didn't, you know, whatever's hanging out, and this is like. You gotta roll roll your sleeves down. What are yeah. you doing? You're <laughs> you know? representing
0: my company. Come on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I still I still go by and touch um, as many events as I can. Some I just can't get to. I just I just physically can't be in. You know, on a Saturday sometimes we'll have five, six, seven, eight events. I can't touch all of them, but I try to get. I at least try to get to the ones that I can. And I think the clients like that. I, you know, because I a lot of the not all, but a lot of the events that I send a lot of people to, they're the ones that I used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so my clients know that I'm not coming. And then when I do show up, they're like, Oh my God, you came. And I'm like, Yes, I came. I love you. I'm only gonna be here for five minutes, but I love you.
0: (laughs) Now, do your employees do they uh do their butts pucker when you show up? Uh like my
1: my subcontractors?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can't can't use the word employees. My Uh, subcontractors? Is that what you're
1: talking about? (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. Subcontractors.
1: No. No. No, because um because um i i've worked for those people right i've worked for those people that made you uncomfortable i never wanted to be that guy man i never want to be that so um i allow the people that are building and helping me build the company to um you know i tell them this is your bar you own it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. this is it now if i see you making mistakes i'm gonna jump in and tell you this is how we do it you know mm-hmm. and but even but even that you know it's, it's difficult doing that because every every single person everybody's got their own shake you know what i mean like everyone shakes different everyone pours different everyone presents a glass different and uh, and like I said, like Cheesecake Factory, we got to we got to do it one way. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, they don't. Um. I don't. I don't think they do. I don't think they. I don't know. I mean, You'd have to interview <laughs> them. But I don't. I don't think so.
0: Um. Now uh, I looked through your Instagram, and it looks like that you have uh, multiple pre- presentations for the bar that you bring in to the event. Uh, yeah. Uh. Do you did you make design make those yourself or?
1: I <laughs> hey, <ask me>. hey. <laughs> When I, started get, when I started getting a little bit of money, you know what I mean? Not a lot of bit of money. I started getting a little bit of money. I was like, I'm going I'm to buy me a bar. Because, you know, every, every bartender says that, right? You're oh, like, I'm going to yeah. buy me a bar. And dude, you go online, do you know how much portable bars cost?
0: Yes, I do. <laughs> I looked it up just <laughs> recently.
1: <laughs> and you're, like, you're like, they're like three grand. You're yeah. Like, I'm never going to make that money back. I'm never going to make it back. And not only am I not going to make it back, I need, a, I need a damn 28-foot box truck to move that thing around in, right? <laughs> so, So here's what I did. I built my first bars, man. I built them. Um, It was, they weren't, they weren't, they, they served a purpose. Um, But I built them and then I I used those bars to help build the business. And then when I started making money, I invested in some real bars. And so the bars that you see now are the bars that I invested in. I'm never Anthony Winkler. I'm never going to build bars ever again, bro. Never. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Well, it was worth it to get
0: started. I'm sure
1: it, if, and if you listen, listen, bartenders, hey, bartender uh, uh, society, uh, if you're out there and you're, and, and you're in the beginning phases, I would say if you don't have the money to definitely build your bars. But the very moment you get enough money to buy a bar, buy a bar. <laughs> and the bars that I had seen that were out on the market, was another thing that kind of like made me mad about the $3,000 price tag. They look great from the consumer standpoint, the guest, mm-hmm. They were horrible. the bartenders yes i didn't have real ice wells the counter was super low the 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 port the 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 the, the speed rack thing was you know you you put two two drinks two bottles on there the thing falls off yeah you know they they weren't functional for for bar they've got they now now they have increasingly gotten better over the years but back then when i was doing it man the only thing that was really out there have you seen that portable flare bartender thing that like fits in the suitcase it folds up they use it all at all like the flare competition.
0: No, I haven't seen that. It's like,
1: it's like a, it's a suitcase. I'll send you a photo of it, man. It's a suitcase foldable. It was like seven hundred bucks, but it was so like, it was so cheesy. Yeah, it was so cheesy, man. <laughs> and, and not and no knock against that company. It's not knocking against that company, but as a private bartender, I couldn't take that to someone's event. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Yeah, I... as soon as I got my hands on some money. Sh- I bought me a bar,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, I I looked at those bars because I was thinking about doing a YouTube series of hate bartender podcast. And uh I wanted to look good behind uh behind a bar, make it look like that I'm a bartender talking to the talking to people. But like yeah. you said, they were all so low and it didn't feel like being behind a bar on in my point of view of being behind right. the bar. Like you said, everything right. was so low. And it was it's good for like a man cave but (laughs) when you're trying to do professional stuff no (laughs) yeah yeah so do you have a youtube channel uh technically yes it's a hey bartender podcast but it's just audio uh uh, of audio of the show uh
1: killing me anthony you need to record this you need to put this on youtube man
0: yeah i've been working up to it uh it's just
1: just upload it boss I got I got twenty thousand followers on YouTube. I get a check every month from YouTube, brother. Really? Don't overthink it. Don't just hashtag. Just upload. <laughs> <laughs> it'll work. It'll work itself out, brother.
0: Yeah, I've I've been working uh working up to it. I mean, I've got almost two hundred episodes of Hey Bartender podcast available on all the streaming platforms. But did you do all the? Did you do it like this? Yes. Uh well, for the first fifty some odd episodes I it was just a phone call. But I wasn't oh, okay. I wasn't happy with how the conversations were going. We were overlapping. Yeah, yeah, each get, other. get
1: out of your head, bro. Get yeah. out of your head. Get out of your head. That, that's you all in your head. Get out of your head, bro. Upload it. <laughs> Mistakes and all. Mistakes and all, bro. Oh, Upload
0: yeah. it. And uh but uh yeah, I've been trying to figure out but there's there's so many bartenders out there that have YouTube videos on how to make drinks. And so what? uh if I, I thought if i could go the joe rogan route and actually have the bartender in the room with me that would be more interesting but yeah i'm with you but yeah. but do it the do it the Anthony Winkler way man okay so uh, a lot of pop culture Upload it, brother
1: <laughs> i'm t- listen i get a check every month from youtube on my video no my videos are a whole lot better than what they used to be but i i, I don't have a i don't i don't have a like, like I got, I got ring lights and 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 stuff now. And this, I didn't have this in the beginning. It's a process. I just kept like the same thing as I built my company, dude. The the thing is, any any any, and I know we I know this is hay bartender. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Anything, yeah. That wanna, anything that you want, anything that you want to do, you just gotta just do it, bro. You just gotta do it. Anybody yeah. that's listening to this, you're out there thinking to yourself, I'm you're watching all these videos, you're watching all these cocktails, you're thinking, oh, I'm gonna do that, I'm
0: gonna do that when? Yeah. Just do it. You just gotta. Just do it. Pull, uh, just pull. make
1: mistakes. Yeah. Make mistakes. Make mistakes. When not, you know, life, life is short, man. I had a friend of mine pass away the other day, had a heart attack and asleep, sleep. Gone.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Life is short, brother. Launch it, launch it. Launch your, launch your, launch your podcast. Get your Hey Bartender t-shirt. Get your Hey Bartender mug. Get your Hey Bartender uh, sponsorship. All that, man. Launch everything. Hey Bartender trucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I've already got. I've already got some Hey Bartender swag going, which I'm going to send you some. Uh, I'll get your information after the show. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I am trying my hardest to get out and spread the word about it. But it's uh, it, it's just finding the time. Well, COVID hurt, uh, hurt me trying to go out and meet people face-to-face. However, when I did find bartenders on social media that we're talking about your, they missed working behind the bar. It was really easy to get guests during COVID because nobody was doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Right. Did, uh, did your business slow down a little bit during COVID? My, my business came to a screeching halt. Screeching halt. That sucks.
1: Uh, I didn't, my phone did not ring for 16 months.
0: I bet, uh, bet that was a little depressing.
1: (laughs) Um, not really because, um, so, again, you don't know, but if you do ever take the time to research and go watch my videos, I um, I put out content explaining to people, even even my staff. I tell them, like, these events that you're doing, um, you know, <laughs> the money that you're making, put some of it away.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. in this, dude, we could have a whole nother conversation about this industry and how we don't save any money. We don't have any credit. We live in data. I lived that life. I lived that life. I live paycheck to pay. Well, I, you know, we don't get a paycheck anyway. I was living, um, shift to shift. You mm. know, like I said, I'd make, I'd make, I'd make $800 in three days and blow it and be back to working a double I was like a crackhead. <laughs> you know, you're, almost, you're almost, you're almost like a crackhead in, in this industry. So I was, I was, so I had lived through that. Right. Remember I told you 2008 happened, lost everything. And then when I built this, I had a different mindset. My mind now was, and plus I was getting older and I never, I, my, my greatest fear, my greatest fear, you ever go into those places and you see the bartender and he's like 80 years old and he's still slinging drinks? And he's not slinging drinks because he wants to. He's slinging drinks because he has to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he ain't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. I was like, I did not want that to be me. So I fixed my credit. I um, built up my business. I started um, reinvesting back into my business. I started getting capital. So when the pandemic happened, uh, you know, knock on wood. I was in a good spot, man. I had money saved up. I could pay my bills, you know, and that, and that's kind of like what I advocate now. So what I advocate now, and maybe you hear it in my voice. I advocate for people to like, even though my, even though my team works with me and they help me build my company, you, you can't be with me and you're struggling. You can't be with me and your credit's jacked up. You can't be with me and you're not giving back or help. So we, we, I don't want you just to do these events, make money, and then you're always just hustling to do events. I mean, you're also an adult. I can't hold your hand, but you have to like, you got to want more out of life, man. Yeah. You, you got to want more because uh, this, this business, this world will eat you alive. <laughs> yeah.
0: Early on in this podcast, I used to uh, give advice to people. Uh, every night when you get home after your shift, put away in a shoebox box, five, 10, $20 bill, whatever it is, and just put it in a shoebox and write a note to yourself on top of it. Do not touch until a certain date. That's your goal. And uh... I'm
1: going to give you a higher hack, man. I'm going to give you a higher hack because uh, one of the other things that I'm very apt that, that I feel that I tapped into and where I think I was able to take my business to another level is uh, I know people. So what I tell my people to do is go to the bank, I actually go to a whole different bank, right? Go to a bank, open up an account, do not get a card to it. Don't get overdraft protection. Don't sign up for anything. Open up an account that you cannot have access to and put money into that. Open up a CD, money market, anything. Mm. Put money somewhere. Go to your parents and say, hey mom, I'm gonna give you this money. <laughs> put it in a bank. You have to hide money from you because we are bartenders, dude. We are crafty squirrels. If I <laughs> if you know that there's money underneath a mattress, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go after it. Oh yeah. You're gonna you're gonna find it. You need to you need seriously need to put money away from yourself. And even and 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 then the other thing, the other big thing is us as bartenders we always have these big lofty dreams like i'm going to open a bar I'm gonna, no dude just save 5 dollars a week <laughs> just, yeah <laughs> just, just put 3 bucks 3 bucks a day away just just start there <laughs> yeah because you're going to look up at the end of the year you're going to have 3 grand yeah because you wouldn't have had anything right and how many how many t- how many years have you been bartending 10 15 whoever's listening to this you've been bartending for 5 years and you don't have a savings account but you make 200 every every day Come on, man. Yeah. Put some
0: money away, man. Oh, I've done it before.
1: Because a, a rainy day is coming. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just saying, a, a rainy day is going to come. It's coming.
0: <laughs> I've done that a dozen times before where I I work. I, I had a really good tip, tip week, and then all of a sudden I sit back and see the $800,000 that I didn't spend all week. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know, there was that really cool guitar at the music store that I really liked.
2: <laughs> I think I can
0: pay for it. <laughs> and... and yeah, that's money that could have been saved. Because did I need the guitar? No. Did I want it? Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, And and then and then we never talk about like I said, the, the, like I said, I don't want to go too far left, but we never talk about credit. You know, bartenders are out there living paycheck to paycheck, roommate to roommate, apartment to apartment, when you can really just establish your life. And these are things that I wish I would have. These are things that I wish somebody would have told me back in my twenties. When I, you know, I didn't have kids and I didn't have an ex-wife you know I mean? like, <laughs> <laughs> that would have told me just, you know, report your income, you know, pay your taxes and not even pay your taxes, write this stuff off. You know what yeah. I'm mean? saying? Like your eye cleaning, your, 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 your gas, the, the meals that you eat, that that's an expense. Yeah. You know, write it off and, and, and stop living in apartments and rooming and couch surfing. Get a house. Yeah. Buy an investment property. You know, it's not that you don't have to necessarily be a house a homeowner, but look at some investment property. Take the money that you're making and, and buy some ATMs or some vending machines. Just some something that will bring passive income in. Mm. Start a T-shirt business.
0: You know, yeah, man, like anything. Which is, seems seems a lot of those type of businesses have come up during the uh, quarantine. A lot of them, where people are right. designing right. T-shirts or whatever. But.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, we solely rely on, we totally rely on our tips and, you know, and, and like I said, that could be taken away from you at any moment. Like, you know, think about how many bartenders have been fired from their jobs. Yeah. You know, you went in, you went in for a shift one day, you didn't know you were going to get fired. And then how much did you have saved up? You didn't have anything saved up.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I can relate to that story too, too well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you said you can relate to that too. Well, yeah. How many jobs? How many jobs have you worked at?
0: I when I was a bartender, I bartended for uh, about eight years, and I worked in four different bars. So, wow. And a couple of them were uh, phone call terminations, and one of them was uh, walk in. Here's your last check. Uh, Why am I getting this? We're closing down, and I'm like, yeah, okay, (laughs)
1: yeah. Yeah. Appreciate the warning. Yeah, or even well, you know, you know, as a, you know, because I've been on kind of both sides. You, you know, you can't warn the staff that you're closing in two weeks. They ain't coming back tomorrow. <laughs> <They're> not coming. <laughs> if you knew that the restaurant was closing in two weeks, you're out. And not only are you out, you're, you're gonna take half the liquor with you when you go.
0: Yeah, It'll take yeah, as much so as we can. All, all the promotional material that's up on the walls, uh, the liquor, the chairs. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've been in that situation, man. I went to a I went to a restaurant where I was making, I man, dude. I was making, I was making. I mean, it's, I worked at a lot of places. I was making good money. I went in. I was going in. They were bringing the chairs out. It was just open yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they they were like, "We're closed." You're like, "Damn, really?" Like, just no warning.
0: <laughs> but um, anyway, we're coming up on the end of the show here.
1: Uh, we, Aww. we, we We're the
0: <laughs> we've been, uh, we've been talking for about an hour and, uh, I totally appreciate you being, uh, taking the time being on the show uh, out of your busy, busy schedule. Is there, uh, would you like to throw out your social media or ways people can contact you?
1: Sure. Absolutely. Guys, you can catch me each and every Thursday here at the Hey Bartender podcast. I'm a <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're welcome back at any time but I don't know about every Thursday
1: <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make you commit to a time, man <laughs> you catch us on YouTube at Hey the Podcast on our YouTube channel man come check us out over there man everybody go subscribe make Anthony go, make Anthony post videos once a week <laughs> Now you get so everything's Sugar Rim Bar man Sugar Rim Bar um, if you find if you find Sugar Rim Bar we're on everything we're on Instagram YouTube dude I made a TikTok are you on TikTok?
0: Yes, I am on TikTok.
1: I made it. I put up a TikTok last night. I, I'm telling you, man. Let me go look. It's got like 70,000 views, man. I'm trending on TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal, man.
0: None of my videos are trending on TikTok. I think uh, the I best... 61,000 views on my last video. Holy crap. I just, uh, man, none don't of... Google me, bro. In, none, of my, uh, none of my videos on TikTok uh, really do it. I think the most I've had on one video was uh, like a 1,000 views. You see that? Yeah, yeah, sixty one. Yeah,
1: yeah, sixty one thousand, man. Now I just got to monetize that.
0: <laughs> Is it <laughs> can find oh. us
1: on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat. I ain't on Snapchat. <laughs>
0: nah.
1: Everything Sugar Room Bar, man. Everything Sugar Rim Bar. It, it, it all pop up.
0: And if uh, people want to work with your services, you work in the DC area, or, or...
1: so. I live in the DC area. I live in the DC area. Um, but we do do events all over the country. Now, Miami, LA, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, Pennsylvania. Um, I don't live in those markets. So, you know, in Miami, maybe I do, I don't know, eight events a year. You know, here I do, I'm doing 20 a week. Miami, I may do eight. Vegas, I may do one. LA, I may do 15 a year. I just don't live there. Mm-hmm. Um, but So what happens is, um, so like you're in Texas, right? You and me work at the Cheese Factory in DC. You move to Texas. You're like, Corey, dude, You got to come down here to Texas, dude. You would kill it. And I'm like, Anthony, I ain't coming to Texas. (laughs) But here's what we can do. I can book some events. I can contract them through you. You do the fulfillment part. I'll take my little booking fee for putting it together. But you got to fulfill it. And as long as that um, thing stays open and fluid, I take my money from putting it together. You take your money for fulfilling the um, thing. If we want to contract it out to someone else, they can get paid. But at the end of the day, um, I trust you because I know you. Mm-hmm. you know, you're not just some Joe Schmo off the street and you're going to backstab me. Like, you know, I knew you, right. Or I know you. So yeah, we're in different markets too, but I, but I'm in the DC Metro area, man. Anybody want to get at me?
0: So, okay. Yeah. So you, you can be, uh, you can be talked into going pretty much anywhere. So but that's, uh, strip spreading yourself pretty good. Uh, that's, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love it, brother.
0: But, um, listen, man, you were awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, if any other time you want to be on the show, all you have to do is let me know. Uh, if you got something to promote, anything like that, just uh, drop me a line. And it, I
1: appreciate you, brother. This was this was awesome, man.
0: And uh, hopefully, it uh, it all comes out a little bit easier. Sorry, we had the rough start at the beginning of the <laughs> beginning of the show. You're
1: good, man. You're good. You're good. It's part of the business, man. But anytime you need anything, man, just like you did, reach out, call me. It's best if you uh, text me. That's probably the best way to reach me,
0: man. Okay. Call me or text. Me. All right, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar and get what you need, because we are closing soon. Uh, Big thanks to Corey Brim for being on Hey Bartender Podcast. You were awesome and really inspiring guy to talk to. I mean, uh, after we stopped the interview, he actually gave me a lot more encouraging words and uh, ideas on how to uh, spread the podcast out a little bit more, reach more people. He was really cool as hell. Um. As usual, I have to thank Laura Hope and the Arctones for letting me use their song, Dr. Bartender, for the theme song. Go check out Laura Hope and the Arctones. they got some great stuff, especially if you're into rockability like I am. Remember, people, if you want to check out some uh, old podcast episodes or check out some Hey Bartender Podcast swag, swing by www.HeyBartenderPodcast.com. Or if you just want to uh, keep up with Hey Bartender Podcast, find out what I'm doing or who's going to be up on the show next, all you have to do is follow me on the social medias. you will find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. All of them are at Hey Bartender Podcast. And if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to uh, promote yourself, you want to promote the bar you work at, uh, if or if you just have a random question, all you have to do is contact me. Dude at Hey Bartender Podcast.com. I'd love to talk to anybody. I'd love to answer your questions. Uh you know, just I'm, I'm really getting into this talking to people thing. I mean I mean I'm I've told you guys dozens of times, I'm very introverted, but you know, it's gradually getting more and more fun. You know, maybe I'm growing out of it and it only took forty four years. But hey, what are you gonna do? So until next time, people, as usual, I want, just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. I, I think I need another drink. What do you mean
2: it's last call? I just got hit!